This is Sportscasters Anonymous, a weekly podcast about sports, all sports, MLB, the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, collegiate football, and collegiate basketball. But there's more. We'll even talk about sports video games, sports movies. It's all here. You're listening to Sportscasters Anonymous on the Random Chatter Network, broadcasting to the globe from Jacksonville, Florida. This is Don and Chip. What's up, everyone? How you doing? Another episode of Sportscasters Anonymous. I'm Don. He's Chip. Today's episode is recorded on December 26, 2020. We're going to kind of call this episode the lightning round. Chip's got a lot to do. I got a lot to do. We got to build up to Christmas. Craziness going in our personal and our work lives. Chip, I've already covered all the stuff, but how you doing, my uh, man? I'm good. Uh, I do want to make a correction there. It's not December 26th. It's not the day after Christmas, although I kind of wish it would be. Uh, it's December 26th. 6th. <laughs> it's December okay. 6th. See, that's how crazy it is already. December 6th. <laughs> yep. Let's- yep. Um, so we'll get right into the contact us. So you can contact us at our emails. Mine is chip at randomchatter.com, or you can contact Don at his email, which is don at randomchatter.com. You can find us on Twitter at sportcastanon, A-N-O-N. You can join us on Discord under Random Chatter, where there's sports and pop culture talk. You can also support us on Patreon under Random Chatter. And you can also buy our stuff at randomchatter.com slash store. And you can find us on Anchor.fm, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, YouTube, and Twitch. Boom. The essentials are done, and let's head right to it, man. There has been yet, dare I say, another crazy week in the NFL. Yeah, we had everything from bench-clearing bras to almost upsets to upsets to blowouts. Um, We had everything this weekend. Um, I'll tell you right now, Vegas has got to be very upset with the way some of the games finished. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I was, of course, I was watching my team, the Eagles, and I was like, I thought they were out of it, and then all of a sudden they scored two touchdowns in 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 less than ninety seconds, and uh, they're looking like they might go and and win it or at least tie it, and then uh, it kind of went the other way. But uh, they had a spark there at the end, which is really really interesting. Um, You had the uh, a bench clearing brawl with the Bengals and the Dolphins of all teams. Bengals yeah. players being stupid and the guy taking a cheap shot. And then like, I think like four guys got ejected out of the game. Like it was absolutely pandemonium. Frustrations um, building up over there in Cincy, man. <laughs> you had, you had uh, the giants that pulled up an ep- upset over the Seahawks, uh, pretty much locking in their win of the NFC East with that win. Um, so it, it, it was a wild, wild weekend. How about that 45 to nothing score Patriots over the Chargers? Good Lord. Where did that come from? I have no idea. (laughs) I put like Justin Herbert as my quarterback for the tiers for, for um, DraftKings. And I was sitting there and I was like, all right, I'm like, you know, it's new England. They don't have the defense that they normally have. And usually a lot of, they give up a lot of points and, and, and he did nothing. And it was like, everything came, went the other way in that game. Um, everything it was like like all of a sudden the patriots had had something going if i recall Uh, correctly too i think the patriots defense uh scored a touchdown they had a kick return for a touchdown or a punt return i'm like man they were literally firing on all cylinders man it was nuts it was a wild ride uh yeah wild doesn't doesn't even come close to it uh you had you had the you had the las vegas raiders having to win against the jets on an improbable miracle Hail Mary pass to Henry Ruggs with five seconds left. Um, you had Minnesota going to overtime against Jacksonville, and it looked like Jacksonville was actually going to beat Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm telling you, it was uh, nuts. It, it, like, it, if you were to look at me and pick your lineups for this week and go, they're a lock, you were wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you even had you had the the Browns who were up like thirty one to seven on Tennessee, and Tennessee came back and made a game of it. Uh, like it was like no lead was safe. No team that was had a winning record was able to take away with it. And uh, right now, uh, looking at the standings, New Orleans clinched uh, a playoff berth today. That's um, correct. First team to do that. But everybody else is. Everyone else is kind of in the middle and. 
you know, I mean, you think about it, like the Steelers and the Chiefs, like barring some type of epic collapse, they they pretty much already clinched their their playoff berths. Um, but well, I tell you, um, looking looking at the East, the the AFC or the NFC, there's not too much of a scrum for teams there. You can more or less kind of pluck out who's who. Um, but the but the AFC, you've got uh, the Steelers at eleven and zero, and the Chiefs at ten and one. Then it gets interesting. Buffalo has their game against San Francisco tomorrow night. So the Bills are eight and three right now. The Dolphins are eight and four. Titans are eight and four. Colts are eight and four. Uh, Browns are nine and three. Um, and you got the Raiders at seven and five. I mean, it it just holy smoke. <laughs> this is going to be a yeah. mad dash to the end of the month. And uh, we'll see how your team does tomorrow night. Um, it better be a win. It better be a win, God darn it. I'm like, all I know is I remember commenting to you at the beginning of the season, I'm not worried about the Patriots, and there doesn't seem to be much else of a threat in the AFC East. And now my words are coming back to haunt me yet again. <laughs> because yeah. this Miami Dolphins team, I don't know what made them go click, but man, are they looking good. From a from a team that a year ago traded away all of their high priced talent to now where they're clicking on all cylinders, they 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 I don't they seem to keep winning. They're like they're like the Browns. Like you don't think of the Browns as being a good team, but they just keep winning. And it's it, it just it, it's mind boggling. Like you but, can't just figure it out. But I want to say though, it's not like the Steelers in some of the games where it looks like they're getting by the skin of their teeth. They're winning convincingly. Yeah, like I mean, there's a couple of games where they've like just just squeaked it out, or um, you know, they found ways to win, and that, that's really what it comes down to when when you play in the NFL. It's it's finding ways to win and and not finding ways to lose the game. Um, whether that be like your offense has an off day, so your defense has got to step it up, or where your offense and your defense aren't really doing anything and it's a it's a low scoring game and, and your special teams has to pick it up like they're, they're like you look at point differentials I'm, uh, that's what I'm kind of looking at right now and Miami has a plus 91 point differential uh, they're not winning they're winning <laughs> that's third in the entire AFC yeah. behind the Chiefs and the Steelers uh yeah, the that's next scary. <laughs> the next closest team is the Ravens at plus 68. Like, like wow. A, like, a, yeah, I mean, like, they're winning, they're winning. So some interesting uh, factoids here for the listeners out there with all of our uh, our stats here. Um, This one, I was just, you know, going through the, uh, the upcoming games and, and games that were played today on NFL.com. And uh, let's see here. Uh, we talk about tomorrow night's game, Buffalo and the Niners. Their their fact that they put on here, Buffalo lost four straight games on Monday night. That doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> uh, Washington football team against the Steelers. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, 4-0 against Washington. Let's hope that's not a curse. Uh, Baltimore, 6-5, playing the 3-8 Cowboys on Tuesday. Baltimore lost four of their last five games after starting the season five and one. That's not good. Okay, we already called out the Saints. They clinched the playoff berth. Uh, the Chicago Bears lost to the Lions 34-30. And if I recall correctly, I think Stafford threw for over 400 yards. Um, for Chicago, that's six straight losses for the first time since 2002. Um, Miami Dolphins at eight and four have their best start to a season since 2003. Uh, the Vikings win over the Jags. Uh, Jefferson, who has become a money wide receiver, five games now with 100 plus receiving yards, and this is his rookie season. So, so there and, are two names. There are two names. I'm going to cut you off right there. There are two names that yeah. we are no longer allowed to say on this on this show. Shoot, that is DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Does it have something to do with your fantasy roster or DraftKings? Uh, neither. It has something to do with the Philadelphia Eagles and the fact that they could have drafted both of them and passed on both of them, and they both went one or two picks after they drafted, and they drafted a different wide receiver at before them, and those wide receivers haven't done. So that's even anything. worse. That's worse than yeah. a, a fantasy line. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to omit those names from the show and just say, you know, the hot hand for that particular team. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yep. Cleveland Browns 
uh, with their win over the Titans, 41-35 today. That's Cleveland's sixth game with 30-plus points this season, the most 30-plus point wins since 1987. Now that tells you something. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this: Do you do you think that the way this is all shaken out, like this is the epitome of the 2020 year? Oh my God, yes! It, it, it's the same as it was with the baseball playoffs. We we commented at the beginning of the season. They are during uh, after. Let me get my thoughts together here. After the draft, and we talked about how our team's going to click because you don't have OTAs. You don't have the preseason workouts and, and all the standard stuff. Um, there's going to be restrictions on what you can do. You've got rookie players coming in. So the teams that figure it out are the team, you know, we figured your veteran teams would be knocking it down. We thought Houston would be flying high. We thought Baltimore would just be killing it. Kansas City, enough said right there. They've got They've got it going. But for some of these teams, if you had told me right now, we would legit be talking about Cleveland and Miami, especially making a playoff run. I would have told you that, man, that you're reading some bad tea leaves or something. I mean, I'm just totally, I'm totally surprised by this. It is definitely the 2020 sports year without question. Yeah, I, uh, I have to agree. Uh, speaking, speaking of that, I have to ask you, um, uh -oh. The whole situation that's been happening with the the Ravens, um, there's a lot of reports out there um, about player safety because they, for those that don't know, they played on Wednesday, a Wednesday matinee, and then are going to play on this Tuesday. So their schedule's been all kinds of shifted around because they've had this huge outbreak of COVID. They had... They reported over four strains of the of the virus. Um, one of them being like the most contagious strain of of the COVID virus in, within their facility. They think the they think it's pretty much all over. They haven't had positive tests in a while, um, and they've had to rearrange all their games. Do you think that the NFL is not taking into account player safety when they are scheduling these really odd type day games? Um, I was uh. Uh, to kind of follow off of that question, I was reading an article from NFL ownership and front office execs, and my opinion with them uh, would be the player safety is in question here. It seems like the NFL, they, they, uh, Roger Goodell made no mention. People were going, should we have a bubble for the playoffs? And he's like, I don't think you need a bubble for that. In the player safety, I they, they are trying. They said we're going to get these games in, and they're trying to get these games in. But at what at what cost are you going to get these guys in? The the sport that they play, it, it's not like baseball or, or or basketball where you have a rotation where you can just sit a guy for a game or two the next night or whatever. These guys are essentially like trucks running into each other. The, it, it takes a toll on the body. Yes, you are a professional athlete, but the the safety has to be in question here. That this push to, you know, we're, we're going to get it done despite COVID. We're going to get through the season. I sincerely question some of the motives here. I, I don't think player safety is being looked at as much as it should. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a tough slope because you want to get these games played. But at the same time, you're you're trying to uh make it competitive and you're trying to like you don't want to have a, a game get forfeited or a game get uh not played especially a, a division a division game yeah. that, that and might, it's a money might... thing too <laughs> yeah it is definitely a yeah. money thing but yeah. like so like you have to play the games but how do you play it make it fair for everyone um i, I think them postponing it like Oh, we're gonna have it this day. Then we're gonna have it this day. Then we're gonna have it this day. Oh no, we have to have it this day, and then just playing it because they they pretty much reached the end of it. I think that comes to a push, comes to shove, and you kind of just have to bite the bullet and do it. I think that they're trying as best as they can. Um, is it ideal? Absolutely not. Um, Here's should we should we have football game? Like I, I think the the good thing about it is they did. All right, they're on Wednesday. We're not gonna have them go play Sunday, or we're not gonna go have them play Monday. We're gonna have them play Tuesday. Then we're going to have them probably play – Like I, I think they should take next week's game and move it to Monday for the Ravens. That way yep. it, it, they're, they're slowly giving them enough time to rest and slowly getting them yeah. back on track. 
Like that would probably be, in my opinion, the, the safest because if you look at it, um, if, if the Ravens played the Sunday before this past Wednesday, uh, that's like playing on a Thursday and then having uh, playing on the next Sunday. I get that, you know, and, and it would it would be if they were to play this Wednesday and then they were to play Sunday, like that's that that's the same thing as playing a Sunday and a Tuesday. I, I can see like what they're doing with that. They want to kind of get a lot of their guys back. Like there was, there were some of the players that were, you could tell like were getting injured with soft tissue injuries on Wednesday that like their bodies just weren't ready for it. They had so many practice squad players on there. I was kind of root for the, the Ravens just because of everything that was happening. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was a nice, it would have been kind of cool to see them like overcome it all and win it, which they almost did. Um, but they, they seem to be getting some of their players back. I think Lamar Jackson's going to end up playing tomorrow, which is good for them. Um, also I was yeah. trying to see how Trace McSorley would have done, but I, I just, ultimately, I think that, um, the, they're doing the best that they can with a terrible situation. They're, they're doing the best that they can, but here's, you know, when we talk about push comes to shove, here's my concern. You're basically having a race against the clock. COVID is starting to get worse, right? No denying it. It's, it's getting worse. It's, it's spreading more. It's getting more rampant. At what point do you, they're racing the clock to get it finished. You're three quarters away through the season. At what point do you sit back and go, you know what, this is becoming too much. If it's not a COVID thing, it's a player safety thing on the other aspect because we're trying to cram these games in. Do you think if the way COVID is going now and schedules have to keep getting pushed around, do you foresee between now and say five weeks from now when week 17 is over, where they're going to be faced with a push comes to shove where we may not be able to get games completed or we're going to have to do the playoff bubble or do you see that situation happening? I don't, I don't think think they're going to go full steam ahead. They're going to go full steam ahead with whatever they have. Um, I think they've pretty much put themselves in a, in a, we're committing to this right now. Um, Uh I think that they have an idea of, of, a better idea now than they did like a couple months ago of what works, what doesn't work. Um, you're seeing, and we'll get into it. A lot of other leagues are, are instituting all these policies and procedures and to keep keep keeping them safe. I think you're going to have more of like when the playoffs come, like restrictions on what players can and can't do. And I think that they're just going to try to, they're going to make it work as best as they can. Um, if players you know, get tested positive for COVID or they, they, they have to add more restrictions in there because of it. They will, but I, I, I think they're just going to push on through. All right. Fair enough. Uh, what else we got here in the notes, man? Um, the Broncos have a quarterback tonight. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> um, this, this also kind of goes off of what we were just talking about, but like you want to put a game out there that's competitive. So the fact that they played that game last week is just insane. Um, it was, it was like, nobody wanted to watch it. it was, I, I would love to see the viewership on that because it was like, you probably like got so much viewership in the first, like five minutes of the game. And then everyone went, wow, this is a train wreck. And then turned it off. Um, Cause that's exactly what I did. It was so bad. It was so bad. They completed one, the stats from it are just mind boggling. They've completed one pass the entire game. Not a quarter, not a half. The entire game, they completed one pass. The rest were running plays, or the rest were wildcat or some crazy gadget play. Um, the fact that the Broncos scored three points is just a testament to like maybe how bad the Saints felt for them, and just kind of like, ah, we're just letting them score a field goal because like it was really bad. Um, but it's glad to see that Drew Locke came back tonight and they're going to go face the Chiefs with a quarterback. I still don't think they're going to win, but hey. It's a 3-3 score right now, man. In the second quarter, it's uh, much closer than we expected. Yeah, I'm not, not, I'm not liking that. I, I, want, I want high scoring. I got, I got money on this game. You got to get some Amen. high scoring going. Amen. Well, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, I had my miracle on uh, last weekend where uh, we got garbage points at the end, so we can only hope. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, also, so let me ask you this. The Saints just clinched their playoff berth today. Yep, you're in. Drew, Drew Brees is eligible to come off the injured reserve next week. Mind you, he had 11 fractured ribs. Correct. Are you, are you sending him out there? If I'm the coach, hell no. 
the last thing now you know we're in the playoffs you know we're in the playoffs i do not risk injury i want my man for the playoffs i do not run the risk over the next five weeks of him getting re-injured or injured worse than he was before i i do not do it if they have any intention of playing him i think they're nuts would i i i see no reason that you're in the playoffs I really doesn't. I really don't think it matters what seed they get. They're having a fantastic season. Do not risk injury to the franchise quarterback. I do not start him. I think if it was one or two fractured ribs, and depending on where the ribs are fractured and what rib, plenty it is, of players have played with that injury. I, I could see that, but he had a half your them. rib cage. <laughs> like that's like. <laughs> I, I applaud the effort for Drew Brees to want to come back, but you're you already clinched a playoff berth. You are three three games up in your division, so the worst you can pretty much finish at this point would be um, fourth within within the grand scheme of things. So you Taysom don't get a first not, round by big deal. <laughs> yeah, T- Taysom Hill's not playing bad. Nope. Um, there is no such thing as home field advantage because there's no crowd at any of the games. So that's taken out of it of whether you get the home field versus someone else. The only thing at that is just the elements like, no, like green Bay is, is now second in the, in NFC and, and nobody wants to travel to green Bay, but jokingly, like certain- jokingly would, would, this would be my response. If you hear the coach go, Drew's a real competitor. He came back. We talked to the doctors. He said he feels good. So we're going to start him. I would immediately turn the microphone to Drew Brees and go, so what you're saying is this is your final season. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That would I be mean, my mindset. Yeah. Even at this point, it's not a, like I, 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 I still, I believe that if Drew Brees, if they, if he wins the Super Bowl this year, he's done. Like he wants to go out with the Super Bowl. He wants to do the whole Peyton Manning thing and walk away out, out on You want to go out with a bang in it. And I don't mean by getting sacked by a defensive back charging across the line. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Drew Brees is not a big guy. All it takes, no. I mean, he'll wear flap jacket after flap jacket or anything like that. But as soon as it, he gets one 300-pound defensive lineman on top of him on those ribs, uh, it's going to be painful. He's, he's he better have tit- dangerous. He, he better have titanium body armor if he's going to do that. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think it's crazy to play him next week. I don't think they do it, but, you know, we'll see what happens next week. We'll, we'll keep you posted on that. And we have our fantasy football update. I might take a second loss in a row. That's the way it's looking for me. Yeah, I'm I'm holding on by the skin of my teeth right now. Um, but the playoffs are set. Um, all the teams that are that are in the top four are going to be in the playoffs. Uh, the will be the question. <laughs> yes. Well, you've locked in the number one seed. Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. <laughs> I believe if I win this week, I will be uh, the number three. Um, if I lose, I will probably go down to number four. Number four, and then I'll right. play you. Um, Two, twice more. Let's do it again. <laughs> you know what? I'll be Damn. honest. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of want to play you in the first round. That way, it's only one of us advances. Yeah, the championship is just is just one of us and not both of us. Like keeps our uh, our listeners in there. Like I kind of like I, I kind of want like that. Um, and and rather just be us. I mean, it'd be a great like championship week. We could do a whole special on it and stuff like that. But like, I'd rather uh, from a personal standpoint, I'd rather face you in the first round and beat you, and then um, you want to well, avenge two losses. <laughs> You're gonna yeah, uh, pull, pull the upset. Yeah. Yeah. Um. In since it, uh, the playoffs, by the way, are two weeks for each round. So starting next week, we will be. If you and I were to play, we'd be playing each other for two weeks. So that gives you a chance to find a player that will pull forty points out of thin air and bring you the upset. <laughs> yep, <Yeah>, absolutely. <laughs> oh man, good stuff, good stuff. But um, it's been a great season. It's been a wild ride. Uh. Some of the players in there, did, uh, if you see the comments, uh, are doing and did better than they thought they would. And others, well, had a rough go at it. But um, I think this is definitely something we need to do again. Oh, absolutely. Um, so 
right now, I'm trying to pull it up right now, the standings, the way they stand. So it is uh, Whitesboro Whack Jobs will be number one. Um, uh, wait, hold on. Let me check this again. I may actually be wrong on this. Um, so it will – if I lose this week, I'm actually out of the playoffs. I no. stand corrected. Yeah, oh. I was – I miscounted how many teams were in each division. So Whitesboro Whack Jobs is going to be number one. Then you're going to have Team Football Lord, who's going to be number two. Uh, it looks the way it is right now. My Pictatorship will be either three or four, depending on uh, whether they win or lose. And uh, I will be either right on the outside of the playoffs at number five, or Inverse or in in I can't say it, Inverness Direwolves will be number four. Um, they are Direwolves are probably going to win their game. I think I looked at it before they were up by a, a lot. I am not up by a whole heck of a lot, and I'm not, I have pretty much all my players going. Um, he unfortunately the let me see where is my team you're at 95.6 lakewood wranglers is at 78.5 your projection is 99 and a half lakewood wranglers projection is 110 yep um he has got he's got kelsey playing mcmanus the kicker is playing and then he's got debo samuel tomorrow night against buffalo yep and all i got right now is uh the Chiefs. So you better I'm hope that for... Chiefs defense starts scoring, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did not get a lot of help from a lot of my teammates uh, or a lot of my team today. Um, I, even my bench didn't really score that much. So I'm limping we'll into see. the playoffs. So I, uh, yeah, it's not. I mean, we neither of us may make it to the championship, which is fine. It's, it's fine. It's 100% a okay. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I'll be honest. I usually always finish fifth and and like one game out of the. Uh, the playoffs, but if it holds the up, bubble, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, um, it looks like my pictorial going to win. So they will be third and then, uh, Inverness Dire Wolves will be four. So, um, uh, based on the standings right now, is this a situation for you? It's win and you're in. Yep. It's a win. I'm in, uh, lose. I'm out situation. Well, then we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on tonight's football game. Yep. Yep. I, uh, man, I can't believe I miscalculated that. Anyways, we're going to move NBA. on. Yep, NBA updates. Um, What a week. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of money being thrown around. <laughs> and we've got a lot of COVID tests uh, popping up. And it there was a lot of NBA news this week, man. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, I mean, they started training camp this week. Um, so the first thing is a blockbuster trade that went down, I believe, on Thursday. Uh, Russell Westbrook got traded to the um, Washington Wizards, and John Wall went to the Houston Rockets. Um, Russell Westbrook was disgruntled in Houston with the way he was being used and the way he plays and how the team wasn't really fitting him. Um, if you remember, they had to trade away all their big guys so that they could do small ball and have Russell Westbrook and James Harden pretty much just do one-on-ones and Russell Westbrook I don't think really like playing next to uh James Harden when James Harden hogs the ball a lot so Russell Westbrook goes to play with Bradley Beal a younger player and John Wall goes to play with James Harden an older player um it's a pretty even swap when you think about it I don't think Russell Westbrook's going to do anything in Washington I think he's kind of on the downside of his his career um, it works for both teams because John Wall didn't want to be in Washington and, and Russell Westbrook didn't want to be in Houston. So it's a mutually uh, beneficial at that point. Both teams are getting a player that they feel will be a better fit. Yeah, I mean, they're both like, it's basically trading for like kind of the same player, but putting him in a new system and a new venue. They have similar contracts, so it's not like you're you're losing any money um, or gaining any money in that sense. Uh it works. It's a win-win for both teams, a win-win for both players. Um, we'll see what John Wall is. He hasn't played two years of basketball because he, like, basically ripped off his Achilles, like, three times in a row and 
We know what we're getting with Russell Westbrook. And you know what you're getting with Russell Russell Westbrook, but you're also know what you're getting with Washington. They're not gonna they're not they're gonna blow a lot of smoke, but not really do anything. It'll be interesting to see. Hey, just keep how in mind season goes, but they're starting the next season in 2020. So let's just keep in mind that there might still be more surprises for the NBA. <laughs> yes, there might be more surprises. They had their initial testing, um, and their initial testing showed. Uh, it was 48 positive tests for COVID, which is about 8.8% of the league tested positive, which is lower than the national average right now, which is about 10.2. So but while still. 48, it's, 48 sounds like a big number, it's, it's really not in, this, in the grand scheme of things. You, you got to think there's over like 400 players and, and coaches and staff members. So like, it's, not, it's, not, it's not that bad. To be honest with you, we just um, we just hope it doesn't. The number doesn't just start gradually or all of a sudden just fly off the handle. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's why concern. they that's why they do that initial testing, and then they're like, okay, we test everybody, then we're gonna quarantine them. They're kind of doing like a semi bubble, but not really a big bubble. Right. Um, which which would be, you know, it'll work. Um, I, I'm I'm fully confident they they've come out with even more more uh, sanctions for COVID as well um they they sent out an nba memo or the nba sent out a memo warning players of these sanctions um there there's going to be fines suspensions uh if players go out to bars if they go out to uh non-verified places um they've they've put in a lot of if they, a lot of restrictions on restaurants um, and basically I've told them like, we are going to designate these places that you can go to. If you go anywhere outside of that, you're going to get suspended. You're going to get fined. You're going to be uh, receiving very high sanctions for that, mm-hmm. um, which is, <laughs> which is insane. Absolutely insane. Um I hope somebody tells Lou Williams that he can't go and get uh, chicken wings. So <laughs> yeah, here we go again. <laughs> um, but I will tell you, I am excited about the schedule, man. It looks like uh, Christmas Day basketball. It's going to be so wonderful. I love uh, Christmas Day basketball. I'm a little upset that the Sixers are not on the slate, but but I'm, but it, it 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 all in all came out to be a pretty nice. Christmas Day start of the season kind of thing. Heck yeah, there's some really good matchups. I, I'm 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 looking forward to it to see, uh, kind of get a feel for at this point how, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the look, the look of the teams. Mm-hmm. You know, after I mean, we just finished the season. What? <laughs> how long ago? Uh, a and, month ago. Yep, and and then we did. We had a draft. We had the players get to their teams. They're you know they they're gonna have their uh, their preseason and then boom right into it. So just just like we said, with every other team that's starting a season under all these restrictions, unlike the NBA who had to finish it, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all gels um, for yeah. some of these for some of these teams. Absolutely, um, um, the, there's a lot there was a lot of movement this off season, so it'll be very interesting to see how they gel with it with a short training camp and um, they've only released the first half of the schedule. Um, and then they're going to release the second half later on um, uh, later on in the year so that they kind of calculate into like, okay, how many games did we miss because of COVID? How many games do we have to reschedule? Like what's figured the schedule out and they can kind of move the pieces around as they need fit so that teams are not like, the last week of the season having to make up 20 or 30 games. Well, I want to, and I want to give the NBA props because the way they finished their season with the bubble and whatnot, man, they came together. They said, here's the plan. Here's how it's going to work. And it was amazing. So they planned for contingencies and, and, and it worked. So hopefully they, they keep along with the uh, uh, being proactive instead of reactive. It, it seems like they got a good handle on it. Uh, I know we don't like to talk about the Lakers much. I wanted to put this in there. AD and LeBron James signing for a ton of money. Um, The Lakers have made it clear that if LeBron only sticks around for a few more years, AD is the guy. 
five years, yeah. $190 million. Yeah, they signed a lot of them, um, but they also put a lot of flexibility into the contracts. So they're backloaded or like when AD takes a pay cut, LeBron gets paid. So like they worked it out so that they still have some flexibility because after this year, their team is basically AD, LeBron, and uh, KCP. Those are the only people that are, I, th- I believe, uh, if I remember correctly, that are under contract after this year. So they're going to mm-hmm. have to do a lot of one-year minimum minimum veteran deals. They're going to have to do a lot of like mid-level deals. They're, they're not going to be able to sign any more superstars because of the how much money they're shelling out for AD and LeBron. So let me ask you this. Uh, two years comes and LeBron hangs it up. So, I, I mean, are we safe to say with the deal that they signed, AD is the heir apparent in Los Angeles? Yeah, I mean, AD will be there for, for a while until he, he doesn't want to be, and then he'll force his way out and go somewhere else. It's usually right. how it works. Pretty much. Um, and let's uh, touch on the last article that you have here for the NBA. We kind of skipped over it. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I well, I kind of skipped around just because yep. some of them related to each other. But uh, I thought this was interesting. They are – I like the wording on this. They won't conduct random marijuana tests for 2021. That, to me, you can read it how it – the article goes on to say that they won't, they won't be conducting these tests and, and th- that they're not going to be concerned about that because they're going to be more focused on COVID. But the the when you read the article, they won't conduct random marijuana tests. To me, when I read that, it's implied, but they'll still conduct tests. They just won't be random. Dot dot dot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's just it's just a play on words. They're not random. We're telling you that we're going to test you on this date, so they're not quote unquote random. Yeah. It's random as to who they're going to tell who they're testing. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, it's like it, it's whatever. Like, it, players can do what they it would do what they want. I think that if yeah. it, it, you're trying to govern something, that at this point you need to focus on other things besides this. So, just thought it was qu- quite interesting. Um, but yeah, we got the we got less than a month until the season starts. Uh, actually, 16 days, and then the season will officially start. Um, tick, we tick, have tick, pre- tick, tick, tick. Pre- <laughs> preseason go. games this week. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Um, and we'll, we'll move on to baseball. Moving right go ahead, man. Do, do I need to give you just a couple of minutes to give you the floor with this? No, I mean, like, I, I just when I was looking at all the notes for the week, the only thing I saw was available free agents for 2020 and that haven't signed yet because they have no idea what the finances of are going to be of this upcoming season. So nobody's signing anything because nobody's offering any contracts. So everyone's staying in about going on. <laughs> and, and and like, I'm reading like every other article is like Philadelphia Phillies don't know what they're doing. Philadelphia Phillies aren't signing this player. Philadelphia Phillies are going to trade away this player. Philadelphia Phillies are, are, are being dumb and stupid. And it's like, I'm like sitting here and I'm reading it and I'm like, how many Philadelphia Phillies articles are there going to be? Are they just, they're just bashing us. Like I, the one that came out today was that they were open to trade offers for Zach Wheeler, who they signed last year. Well, like two hours not, later, yeah, two hours later, the exec comes out and he says, we're not, we're not trading him away. <laughs> like, like, I just feel like the NBA MLB like beat writers are like, we got nothing to report about. So we're just going to throw garbage out there and just like, we're going to just, we're going to target one team and just do all these articles for one team. Did you and- hear the comment uh, uh, that was made when it, there was uh, uh, the Phillies managing partner, when he got word that this so-called Zach Wheeler was, they were opening up the books for him. Did you hear the comment that he made? Yeah. He said something to the fact that he wouldn't trade him for, for Babe Ruth. Yeah. That if they offered me Babe Ruth, I wouldn't trade him. I was like, damn, good, good man. <laughs> Like, like, yeah, because he knows that, like, let's put it this way. It'll be, it would be absolutely suicide if he were to turn around and say, yeah, we're listening for deals for him. Because Zach Wheeler is a, was a good number two for us last year. And mm-hmm. on, on our team where we have very little pitching to begin with, you're going to trade away one of your best pitchers when you don't have anyone there to replace him and there's nobody on the free agent market to replace him. Yeah. Like, play that's ball. Just, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just that's just dumb um yeah. so it's like it was just like, i just feel like the mlb has nothing to think about and they're just they're just trying to come up with drama when they're necessarily Although, let, let's be now. honest it did cause a chuckle <laughs> yes it was I, I i read that i read that and i literally went what 
what the hell is going on? Like, it was right. like, I felt like I was in the Twilight Zone. So let's let's talk about the free agents in, in uh, MajorLeagueBaseball.com. Um, they have, like, latest free agent news. There's a list of them. You got George Springer. You got Trevor Bauer. You got JT um, Romuto, uh, DJ LeMahieu, Marcelo Zuna, Marcus Simeon, you know, D.D. Gregorius. I mean, you, you've got a who's who on the list, and really, like, nothing's happening. Yeah, I mean, they don't know. Because they what... have no idea what they're going to be dealing with. Yeah, they don't know whether there's going to be fans in the stands. Like, you're going to see signings happen in February, hands down. It's going to take that long. Until they figure out how they're going to the season and yeah. how the other leagues handle the season, you're not going to see anybody get signed till probably late January, beginning of February. And it's going to be one of these things where one player gets signed, and then it's a domino effect, and you're going to see deals left and right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you got because as soon as ahead. as soon as somebody moves, automatically it's going to be like, well, oh my god, everyone's going to move. We don't want to be the team waiting. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to like it, it's going it, to someone has to set the bar for the market, and then everything will follow in after that. Nobody set that bar. Like, there's been like a few minor signings here or there of like minimal contracts, but no big free agents have gotten signed yet. So you probably think um, because teams are still trying to figure out, like, how much money did we lose that last season? How much are we expecting to lose this season? Do you think as we maybe get towards more when spring training should start um, and the way the format will be, fans in the stands, what have you, you think? So at that point, that's when we're going to open the floodgates and we'll be reporting news every 30 seconds. Pretty much. It's going to be like a free agent frenzy. Awesome. Although those are fun to monitor. <laughs> <laughs> they get confusing after a while. I have to yeah. like stop, and then at the end of it, go back and see who went where, and then even then, like I'll I'll watch the I'll watch the beginning of the year, and I'll be like I'll hear a name, and I'll be like, but I thought he played for that. Oh, that's right, he got signed. still digesting it. <laughs> um, and I do have to say, the hockey hockey faithful heard us last week with our complaining about how they were the the example to be set with the CBA. So the, uh, yes. the NFL NHL commissioner <laughs> came out and was like basically said that like fake news to whoever reported that they wanted to back out of the CBA that they had um, made five months ago. And that um, the four-year extension that they had on the CBA that they agreed to in July was going to stand no matter what. And that was it. There's no negotiating it. That's what it's going to be until they have to negotiate it in four years, Um, which is great. Um, it also said they uh, they also say that they're starting um, a they're going to start they want to try to start the league in mid January, um, and it's going to be a fifty two or fifty six game schedule. Too much. Again, I get again. I think the NHL is like the uh, they set the example of like this is how you are supposed to conduct your business, and I think the rest of the league kind of take notice of that because unlike the NBA, this the NHL isn't trying to shove as many games as they can. They're just like, here, we're gonna put these out here. We're gonna put a quality product out there. We're gonna have, you know, time to recuperate. It'll be a shortened season. Playoff, then but it'll be competitive. You know, it'll be good. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I mean, they're they're even talking about like realigning some of the uh, divisions to have them more regionalized. Uh, They might have an all Canadian division, which would be really really. Um, so that like teams weren't aren't that are live that are homed in Canada aren't traveling across the border of the United States, and then they have to get clearance from the Canadian government to be able to do that. That they can play all their games in in Canada, and then when they oh, have to go boy. to the playoffs or anything like that, they can come if down. They, like if they realign the because they did a division alignment years ago, it made it more competitive. Now if they try to make it regional because of COVID, so let's see, the Sabers would have to play. More than likely, the Flyers, the Rangers, the Devils, the Islanders, and the Bruins. Damn. And the, Peng- and the Penguins. Yeah, sh- I didn't want to speak their name. <laughs> I mean, it, it depends on how you go because you have yeah. Northeast, you have, you have Buffalo, you have Pittsburgh, you have Rangers, you have Islanders, you have Devils, you have Flyers, you have Capitals. Um, am I missing any? That's seven. You forgot B-Town. The Bruins. Oh, and the Bruins. So that's eight teams that are in the Northeast. And like, there's not a lot of distance between them either. 
Yeah, no, and they're all like they're all close there. Like, would you split that up into two four divisions, or would that be like one conference and and it's like the rest of the league is in another <laughs> conference? Like, seriously, it's interesting how they like they do it because there's only I think there's what there's thirty two teams, so that's a quarter of the teams right there. It would be uh, uh, interesting to see the way they would do the alignment. Um, part of me is going, you know what? It could be good, and part of me is going, nah, man. I look at what I got to play. Uh, Wow, that draft pick in the following year is going to be really good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they still have a lot of work to do, but they're just they're taking their time with it as they should, and they're planning ahead. So, and I want to thank the commissioner's office for listening to us and taking the fantastic advice that we offered. <laughs> uh, college a, sports, man. Yeah, college so, sports. I didn't watch this game, and I either of these teams, like I know their schools, but I don't know either of these teams. But this was reported on ESPN. This is not me saying it. Coastal Carolina, BYU is the game of the year. Bad teams win big and more from an upside-down Saturday. So they're calling the Coastal Carolina and the BYU game the game of the year. Um, I guess that's mostly because uh, I think it was um, BYU had a chance to win it, and they got stopped on the one-yard line with no time left, um, which made it what they called, quote-unquote, the game of the year. I don't know that much about them, but like, sure, I guess that's one way to say it. Um, it was a, it was a, I'm trying to pull up the rankings. I think it was thirteen versus seventeen. Uh, so here's my uh, so Coastal Carolina's getting some love is because they have now beaten two top twenty-five teams this season, more than Ohio State. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, aren't they? They're they're undefeated too, right? I think I read that somewhere. I uh, believe they are. I'm pulling up the information right now. They're so like the, they're the one of the last undefeated teams left in the college football um, FBS or whatever it is. So, um, so here you go. Um, the coach, the college football rankings for Week 15. You've got Alabama number one, nine and zero. Notre Dame number two, ten and zero. Ohio State number three, five and zero. Clemson. Number four, nine and one. Texas A&M, number five, seven and one. Number six, Florida at eight and one. Number seven, Cincinnati at eight and zero. Oh. Number nine, Indiana at six and one. Number nine, Miami Hurricanes, eight and one. Number 10, oh, Iowa State, eight and two. And then number 11, Coastal Carolina at 10 and zero. Oh. That's impressive because they are ranked above Georgia, Oklahoma. Um, those are like perennial powerhouse teams. I mean, they're not playing that well this year. They both those teams have two losses, but the fact that Coastal Carolina is that high up in the rankings is fantastic. Yeah, it, it's it, a story it, worth recognizing. It is. It is an absolute story worth recognizing. I think that they are a talented group, especially the fact that they beat two top twenty-five teams. Um, you know, I think I think with the college football, and it happens in the college basketball too. There, there's name recognition. It gets you a lot of. How can I say this? Um, a lot of love. Just say a lot of love. It's yeah. <laughs> that's a there's way a lot of it. bias there based off of what, who, what school name versus like uh, who is actually playing there, and that happens in college basketball all the time. Like you have certain teams that are always at the top, and uh, like other teams that are actually really good but never get ranked because they're not a uh, na- big name. They're not a Syracuse. They're not a North Carolina. They're not a Duke. They're like North Carolina last year was just awful. And they, uh, for whatever reason, were ranked for like majority of the year when they were just really bad. It took them like, I think three or four losses before they moved out of the top 25. They should have been out of their way before them. If they wasn't because they were North Carolina, they wouldn't have moved out of the top 25. It was, they were, they were bad last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes you get name recognition, which kind of like adds a couple extra points in your, uh, in your direction as far as rankings. So I think like coastal Carolina, like you don't, when you think of top schools right now, if you were to say coastal Carolina is in the top 25, you would be like, huh, who's that? Like, it's just, not a name just go, thing. then you just say, Hey, it was the COVID season. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> that, that was kind of like, um, uh, what was the school a couple years ago that went undefeated? And never lost, and they were they referred to them as like the true national champions because they were the only undefeated team the entire year. Uh, I don't remember the team though, but I remember there was like the big uproar, and because everyone's like, "Well, 
look who they played compared to the teams that had losses. I'm like, this gold standard is usually, did you have an undefeated season? That's one of the first things, regardless of who they played. Yes. Yeah. I think I want to say it was like TCU or, or, or Boise yeah. state or something like random team. I, it might've been TCU. Now that I think about it, um, that did that, but they went undefeated the entire year, weren't beaten. Um, and they, they referred to themselves as like the, the real, the true national the division one national champions. Cause they never lost the game. Um, uh, but it was mostly be- the college football world. Yeah, <laughs> politics, politics could, and before then, it was even worse because they they just had a national championship with the top two ranked teams. They didn't even have a playoff. Now they have a playoff. Soon they'll have eight teams in the playoff, and then everyone will be like, "Well, that's not enough. We got to have, have, have six teams." teams. Yeah, <laughs> and then just it's going to get ridiculous after a while. It's going to end up like an NCAA field, and then the second half of the season is going to be playoff football. Yeah, pretty much. Which wouldn't be a total uh, deal breaker, but mm. speaking of college basketball, we did have some really good matchups this past week, including yes, we did uh, Kentucky Kansas, which went down to the wire and, and Kansas pulled it out and beat them. Uh, Michigan State beat Duke. Uh, I'm sorry. <sighs> well, it's early in the season and you can't win them all, so you know they'll they'll bounce That's back. Good attitude to have. <laughs> uh, you had uh, Virginia got upset. You had Villanova get upset. Uh, a lot of them dropped significantly. Villanova was third. They moved down to 12th. Um, there was a lot of rearranging in, in, in the polls as far as where teams were ranked. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm just trying to pull up all the rankings so I can get the names. So so well, Gonzaga and Baylor is one and two. Iowa yep. three. Wisconsin four. Illinois is five. Um AP has Duke at number six, Kansas at seven, Michigan at eight. I, I don't think these are updated. These will be updated tomorrow because that's yep. that, uh, Creighton yeah. at nine. I mean, really? Right, nine. <laughs> well, Creighton's not a bad team. Yeah. Um, but you you know, compared to your powerhouse teams, you know, you don't Creighton, you, you, you they get drowned out by everybody else, basically. Yeah. I mean, you're you look at the top five and there's not really a powerhouse team. Gonzaga, maybe, but like I never considered Gonzaga a powerhouse team because. Uh, I'll be honest, the division that they play in is but, just garbage. But Gonzaga and so. Baylor, let's say over the last five years, those programs went from, oh, you know, they're usually like a Cinderella team that makes it to. These guys are playing some serious ball. Yeah, and they, they, were supposed no to, joke. they were supposed to play this weekend, but their game, I was really looking forward to that game, but it got canceled because of COVID. Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see if they try to make that up or if they just move on from it. And I think – you're going to see a lot of movement within the the top 25 and you're going to see a lot of um, come tournament time that there's going to be a lot of like who gets in, who doesn't. And you're going to see a lot of uh, random teams get in and you're going to see, it's going to be a very interesting tournament when it comes down to it. When you have the college basketball tournament though, it's, it's not like uh, the NFA, uh, the NFL or major league baseball or whatnot. You are always expecting to get some of those teams that go, what conference do they play in? Where do they play? That's not too much of a surprise. Where the surprise may come in this season because of everything going on is how many of them actually make it, I think, is more of what we're going to be watching. Absolutely. I agree. Um, It'll be, I don't know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, uh, whatchamacallit, it's going to be a, uh, tournament like we haven't seen in years. I'll take it. I'll take it. We could we could use it because we were robbed of our tournament last year. <laughs> we want March Madness. Absolutely. Uh, I can't wait for it. Oh, I hear you. All right, man. Well, um, that's going to go ahead and wrap it up. And we are at that awesome, amazing, fun part of the show. It's time for Chips Chumps. Bad plays. Bad players. Awful calls, poor sportsmanship, the worst of the week with Chips Chumps. All right, guys, it's that time. Um, I do want to put a disclaimer. I wanted to put in the guys for the brawl that happened between the Bengals and the Dolphins, but it happened right before I, uh, before I, or happened after I made the notes. Um, so it didn't get put in there, but I didn't want to push out them. They would have made the list um, if you want to you know, discuss that with or put that up as I should have put on there. Um, definitely post it up when I post the list up on discord, but getting right into it. Number five, number five goes to Mike Tomlin um, and the Pittsburgh Steelers for their debacle of a game uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. The, the almost quarterbackless 
team was they had like 23 players on 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 covid restriction list they were grabbing guys off the practice squad they were grabbing guys off the off the street and bringing them in and and you only won by five um and then your comments afterwards was like we played jv ball really can you just say it what it is you guys were bad um i just wow like i was watching that game and you guys look you guys look like you didn't want to play the game you guys just uh, like we're just going through the motions at this point. Like, I you Steelers, you guys find ways to win. I don't believe in your team. You're, I don't think you're going to go anywhere. I'm sorry. I hope I hope that I, if that offends anyone, I'm sorry. But like, it, you're get you guys play a sloppy game. I watched guys play against the Eagles. Should have lost that game. There are so many games this year. You guys should have lost. You guys find ways to win. You're not beating anybody. Um, and this this showing that you guys did on Wednesday was just abysmal. So for that, you guys made number five on my list. More. Uh, so number four goes to, or Darius one goes to, they never really announced who, who what his name was, but DeMar DeRozan's robber. Um, not only did you, A, you were trying to go into Kylie Jenner's home, which how you, why you want to even go into her home is beyond me. B, you went into the wrong, wrong home. C, you went into a room, uh, the home of Demar Derozan, who is a six foot six, two hundred pound shooting guard from Compton. Like, how much more of a mistake could you have made? Um, it, it got to the point where Derozan was ba- basically said something to the tune of, "Yeah, I wasn't scared. I've, I grew up in Compton." Like, like he, I, I was like, I, I didn't really want to call the police because you know we didn't do that where I grew up, dude. You. First of all, you shouldn't be robbing anybody's place, but if you're going to rob someone's place, for the love of God, make sure you get to the right house. Um, like, just mind-boggling how stupid people are. Like, you, you can't even rob someone appropriately. Like, again, you should not rob anybody. Like, that's besides the point. But, like, really? Like, uh, you're lucky that you didn't get, like, seriously hurt because I, I DeRozan chased after you and was you were severely overmatched and it, it says that in the article you were severely outmatched. Um, yeah. Uh, he, he got arrested and moron. Number two, uh, number two goes to free agent linebacker Vontez perfect. And those that know football knows that Vontez perfect is mostly known for his cheap shots and 15 yard unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. And, his helmet-to-helmet contacts and his uh, basically cheap shot on on wide receivers uh, when he was with the Bengals and more recently with the Raiders. He was a free agent this offseason. Um, he was arrested this past week for battery, released on a $1,000 bail. Um, I got no words. Like, it's, just, it's mind-boggling. Like, people that do this, it's just, why? Moron. Number one. Okay, this might be, hands down, the absolutely worst thing that I've ever seen on a football field. Uh, take that back. Probably the worst thing that I've seen ever within a sporting event. Uh, Emmanuel Duran uh, basically assaulted a referee because the referee threw him out of the game. And if you watch the video, it's just appalling. Um, not sure what you were thinking, um, but basically plays over. No one's making a commotion. It was unsportsmanlike conduct. You were ejected from the game. And then all you see is you run off the bench and basically body slam, destroy the referee. Um, any name you want to give to it, you can say it. it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, like what the hell were you thinking? Like, like that's like roid rage on, on steroids, like absolutely terrible. Like, I don't know, like you were, tr- and uh, rightfully so you were charged with assault after rushing the, rushing the ref and knocking him down. Like you had to have your, your team was restraining you. Like, like what is going through your head? Like, it's almost like uh, you were a hole and the ref was wearing red and you just didn't think and ran after him. Like, what in the world? Um, 
you you not only put yourself in 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 legal trouble, your high school team is no longer allowed to participate in playoffs. You 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 disrespected your team. You disrespected yourself. Like I I I have I have no no earthly idea what was going through your head at that point. Uh, we talked about it a few weeks ago that you don't touch the referee. Most of that stuff was by accident. Like this was legit. I I I, I, I don't have words for it. Like it just makes absolutely no sense. You were probably the idiot of idiots. Moron. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Um, I'll post it up on Discord, and you guys can let me know what you uh, think about it. There we go. Tips, chumps. Uh, tip, when I when I sent you that, that article for number one, like I had to watch the video twice thinking maybe I missed something. Um, and when I watched it the second time, what I had missed in the video was not the player hitting the referee, but his coaches and players running behind him, making a futile attempt to stop him from hitting the referee. Like, like I don't, at I, I don't. Point, at what point do you think it's a good idea? Hmm. I just got ejected from the game. I'm gonna go run out and hit the referee. Like that's the first thing that goes through my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um. And and I gotta tell you right now, for all the dumb stuff, dumb, stupid, moronic. We can't use stronger language for some of the things that we've had on this list. If we were to do like a chumps list for the end of the year, that guy gets a top five. Yeah, he's probably top one. Yeah, I don't know of anybody else. Like, because it, 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 you do on the field stuff. I don't know of anything that's worse, like, worse than that on the field. Like, it just, it, I, I, I don't understand where your thought process is in this and where at what point you think that this is actually a good idea. And the whole thing is, and by doing so, you're already ejected from the game, which hurts your team, your starter. But yeah, screwed your team now out of the playoffs. I mean, if I was that guy's teammate, like you have to go to high school, like you're in, in high school, so you have to yeah. see them the next day when you're in school. The rest of the like, year. <laughs> like, I, if I was your teammate, man, I, you'd be off the team. You would now, never play again. I don't know. And because he plays for a Texas high school, we need to point this out. Odds are that this kid is the star of the team. So my guess is some sort of collegiate stouts are a min at a minimum are checking him out because Texas is big football. Yeah, just probably so, screwed you screwed yourself out of probably any chance to go to a good football school if you get any chance at all at this point. Yeah, you better you better hope that a D three school looks at you. E even then. I mean, they're going to be like, okay. That's what I said. I hope. Yeah, I said hope yeah. because like, there. This is a national news. This I got the article from CNN, and I heard about this like when it happened. Um, so when you sent me the article, I already knew yeah. what was going on with it. But like, yeah. this is on CNN, so this got like not sport news. This got national news. Yeah, you screwed um, up, buddy. You screwed up. <laughs> like, like you can get angry at a ref, and you can yell and like that, and like, ah, oh, you shouldn't object to me. But there's a certain level of like. Like just common sense. You don't touch like, the zebra, bro. That's the rule, no matter like, what. <laughs> no, it's not even like you don't touch zebra. Like you don't like that. That is, they're right. That's physical assault. Like you don't go and just randomly body check it. Like if you watch it, like he body checks him, the the ref just goes down and he's out. He like, hit him hard too. I mean, when he body checked him, it wasn't like a little nudge. I mean, he went full force and just blasted him. That's why I said I, I think it I think it was like a it's all red on the referee and just went at him. Well, congratulations because um my guess is any hope you had of having a football career went down with the referee. <laughs> That's my opinion. I would I wouldn't sign him to anything. You weren't no, you weren't just ejected from the game, you were ejected from the game of football. Period. Yeah. And we're gonna wrap it up there, man. Uh you know what it's time for, man. Let's go ahead and hit the final buzzer. It's the final buzzer. The last moments of the show. Okay, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, everybody, you heard it. We're at the final buzzer. Another show in the books. A uh, wild and crazy show, I must say. A lot of interesting news, some crazy news. Um, 
and I'm happy, Chip. As far as the big four sports go, we actually had news from every single one for a change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had, we had a, a little bit of news from each one, so which yep. was great. All, a lot of a lot of news and stuff like that. Um, but I'm gonna get right into the movie of the week. The movie this week is Southpaw, um, which is a great movie. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, Dom, but I it's one of one of my top five movies. Um, it is has a very big modern feel, um, and kind of gets you in the nitty gritty. Uh, like it, it plays on all kind, all types of emotions of like upset, sad, rooting for the, rooting uh, for the the main character. Um, and Jack Hall is just amazing in it. He's he's a great great actor, and I feel like he should be doing more films, but just keeps getting overlooked. He was he was a huge star in this. He had Forrest Whitaker, who's probably by far the best supporting actor of all time. Um, in my opinion, uh, every movie that he's in is like a good movie. <sighs> I don't think there's one movie that he's done where I haven't liked him in it. Um, but uh, to give you the quote of the week from this movie, a little bit of backstory. The, the main character's name in the film is Billy Hope. Um, and the quote of the week goes like this. Well, Hope's fans would say it isn't Billy if he weren't bleeding. Um, so that's the quote. And that, that refers to him when he's uh, fighting one of the fights and his, he was known for taking a beating. Well, um, as far as sports news goes, there's been plenty of beatings handed out lately. Oh, well, Chip, as we say, that's a wrap. Another show in the books. We thank you all, as always, for listening. Do us a favor. Spread the word. Let everybody know that we're out there. Uh, we try to make it interesting for y'all. We hope you've had an interesting time, to say the least. Chip, it sounds like you're exhausted. You got a lot to do. I'm tired. I got a lot to do, man. You got anything else to throw out there? nope thanks for listening and we'll see you next week all right we'll finish it off there thank you everybody we're out you've been listening to sportscasters anonymous your opinion may differ but that doesn't mean you're right thanks for tuning in we'll be back next week we hope you were intrigued or at least entertained you can find the podcast on all the major networks find us on discord and patreon at random chatter hook up on the website at randomchatter.com and browse through the merchandise at randomchatter.com slash store we'll see you next time this is sportscasters anonymous signing off